Welcome to T. Hanks and the Memories, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about uh, the first time that Tom Hanks has done a fourth film in a in a franchise, that's currently the last time he's done that, uh, the first time that Pixar had gone past a trilogy, um, and uh, I think the second or third film that Pixar made that made a billion worldwide, uh, the first film being Toy Story 3, um, and of course this is Toy Story 4. Um, and it was released on the 21st of June 2019 um, I think it was released a week later here or did I see it no I saw it the opening Friday so it was definitely released the same time over here like I said made a billion Tom uh, he they did some character posters where you know Woody had his own poster um, and I would say Tom is getting top billing like you know you can say that like Tim Allen's there but seriously this this film is about as much about tom hanks as it is about anybody else and joining me to talk about this we have returning guests uh from the great book howard you were both on that episode we were uh <laughs> we have susan hill oh susan hi and andy nelson welcome back yes i can <laughs> yeah. hey, I, i've that written down I do you know I the thing is I was like like I forgot how long it takes for Duke Kaboom to show up in this thing and it's 55 minutes and I was like surely but you know there's a lot of plot before that point yeah I spent a lot um, of this movie going I thought the Keanu Reeves was in this movie <laughs> yeah um but who is in this movie Pfft, everybody Jesus yeah. Christ like literally um you know everyone you've previously known from the films before so, you know, June Cusack, Wallace Shawn, John Ratzenberger, Blake Clark, uh, replacing the late, who played the voice of Slinky Dog before? Um, it was Ernest, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember uh, the name of the actor. Jim yes. Varney, Jim yeah. Barney. Um, we've got Estelle Harris, R.I.P. Uh, Bonnie Hunt, Kristen Schaal, Timothy Dalton, of course, who I'm barely in this, isn't he? He's in like one scene, really. Uh, Jeff Garland, who for some reason wants to put the father in jail, which I thought was a nice little running gag, which kind of almost <laughs> happens. Uh, John Morris uh, reprises his voice as grown-up Andy, but I think that's only from the archive footage because they have a different person doing it in the younger uh, footage. We've got June Squibb. Um, who was having a bit of a moment kind of in the, the mid to late um, of the previous decade. Um, uh, Carl Weathers uh, and, of course, Tony Hale. So two people who have been in Arrested Development are in this thing. We also have Mel Brooks playing Melephant Brooks and Betty White plays Bitey White and Carl <laughs> Reiner plays Carl <laughs> Rhinoceros. Um, and yeah, uh, Patricia Arquette, Carol, Carol Burnett as Cheryl Burnett. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Patricia Arquette is Harmony's mother, uh, Harmony, a, a child that we were talking about in some important plot points. Uh, Bill Hader is the guy who is basically falling asleep for most of it. Uh, Flea, uh, from the Star Wars universe, of course, um, has a voiceover as the, the, the Duke Kaboom, um, commercial announcer. Um, Melissa Villasenor is in here as well. Ricky Henderson, I'm sure if anyone out there is an Oakland A's uh, fan, he plays essentially his own bobblehead. Um, and, you know, just literally everybody. But we also add, uh, as I said, Tony Hale uh, as Forky. And in the trailers, it made it seem like Forky's kind of journey would be the entire film. And then that is done with by the end of the first act. <laughs> they move on from that pretty quick. Um, but yeah, so and we also have um, Key and Peel as a pair of stuffed toys who 
um, have very vivid fantasies about what they're going to do. Um, and of course, Christina Hendricks coming in as the villain, although I wouldn't say she really is, uh, as Gabby Gabby. Um, and obviously, I think they wanted to kind of avoid the comparisons to Lotso. Um, and so, you know, she is, or even, you know, Stinky Pete. Um, and so obviously she's a bit more complex than just being a person who traps people in a place, which is what everybody else... It seems like Woody runs into those people a lot. You know, just like somebody who has a, you know, control over a place and runs it with an iron fist. Well, that's because um, the Toy Story universe is full of psychotic toys. <laughs> yeah. And psychotic anything a child thinks is a toy. Um, so, you know, sympathies go to, um, I don't know what you call it, but like a plastic piece that you screw to a light bulb to keep it in place. I used to play with that when I was a kid. I remember very vividly. And so I'm guessing that came alive at night and didn't know what was happening. But how um, does it come alive? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> it's like if anything a toy, like if anything a child makes comes to life. Like, uh, wow. There's mm. It goes to the fundamental question of this film, which is the fundamental question of yes. this entire franchise is like, why do these toys come to life in the first place? Because it's it, there's some nonsense with that whole thing. So I guess what they were trying to do is saying, you know, once a child imbues this thing with their own imagination, that thing can become a toy. And so I don't know. I guess it's one of those things that I I I thought was a bit of a stretch. But to the fact that the toys are all coming to life anyway, I'm like, well, you know, I guess I guess in their world. It, it makes sense. So I, <laughs> I've i grown to let it go. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you know, part of that was questioned at the end of Toy Story 3, where it's like, you know, these toys will be alive until someone melts them in an incinerator. Like, literally, they cannot escape constantly being played with until they basically disintegrate. Um, yeah, because we see so, in the first movie that, you know, the, the kid Sid next door, like, takes them apart and puts other bits oh, of yeah. other toys together, and they're still toys that come alive. And we see a half of a toy in this one, and, <laughs> and who's just chilling in the bar. Yeah, while his know? other half's so, on the I mean, floor. Even as a piece of yeah. a toy, there's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's, it's, um, just, it's the, the, like, if you think about it too deeply, it becomes disturbing. <laughs> yes. Um, so, obviously, <laughs> Toy Story was a huge success. I say huge success. It only made $373 million, But still, enough that Pixar made some more films. Um, between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3, the least successful film was Cars. Um, but, you know, mm. the merchandising yeah. on that thing is crazy. So, of course, they made Cars 2 and Cars 3. That being the other film, you know, trilogy that they had before, um, you know, just after Toy Story. And, you know, Toy Story 3... First film that they made that made a billion. Um, Finding Dory made a billion. Incredibles 2 remains the most successful Pixar film. And Toy Story 4 was effectively the last kind of wide release film that they put out um, before Lightyear. Because they've just had a, a run of... Well, certainly the last three films all went straight to Disney Plus in America. Onward had a small release, but it was curtailed by, um, you know, covid uh, so it lost money. First time, I think, ever that a Pixar film lost money was uh, Onward. And then the next three all lost money because obviously they didn't have wide releases. And it's looking pretty much like Lightyear might not make any money either. Um, but, you know, that's a discussion <laughs> for another day. Uh, this thing cost $200 million and holy Christ, you can tell on screen. Jesus. I mean, like, you can make arguments about the merits of this story, but this is the best looking I had like, absolutely no problem with the animation. Like all of yeah. the, everything in the carnival was beautiful. Like I was just admiring like light bulbs, like animated light bulbs were beautiful. Yeah. It's just it's crazy how the animation has changed. If you go back and watch Toy Story One now, 
and compare the animation, it's like it, night and day. Well, it's funny because many years ago, Red Letter Media did a thing where they watched the first three Transformer films all at the same time, <laughs> simultaneously. They put them on three different screens and they just watched the noise. Um, and I think if you did that with like the four Toy Story films, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be as noisy, but you would just see a complete difference, film to film, in the like the kind of the level of animation. Yeah. Even like the start of Toy Three, Story Three, with the exploding barrel monkeys, is insane. Mm-hmm. And then you just look at like the opening sequence for this. Yeah, right, right. Oh my god! Like you're straight in, and you're like, this is like what am i watching like this isn't it doesn't look like an animated film at the start apart from when humans enter you would think this is just literally live action that somebody shot yeah um but yeah yeah the antique shop oh. like every everything yeah. is just mind-bogglingly yeah. uh, even just like the, I mean, like the, the shine on some of the toys like you, you would never have gotten that in the first movie like this, this the, oh i mean yeah. you got the shine on the baby in the first movie you didn't get the you know yeah. like like the fact that like all of andy's friends are just duplicates of andy running around yeah <laughs> like the level of detail <laughs> yeah the, like the level of detail at the fairground at the end like just all those people like all those rides it is it's i mean you know that is that that's the kind of stuff that really needs to be praised in terms of any pixar film it's just the level that they take for the animation and i would say having seen Lightyear, the animation's on the same level but it's not it doesn't feel quite as like it feel it feels a bit more like you know realistic but it's like it's not it doesn't it doesn't feel amazing in the same way that watching this film even like three years later you're like this is still an insane level of uh, animation um and i did see this opening friday 21st of june 2019 um on my favorite screen seven i do like screen seven it's a nice screen um i didn't see it in 3d i saw i saw toy story 3 twice i saw it in 3d and 2d uh, with different people so i mean did either of you see this you know uh, when it was at the cinema uh, i did yes we you know i mean i i have kids who are the perfect ages for all of these uh films and you know i'm tom hanks fan and uh i'm, I'm pixar and disney fan so uh yes yeah. for all the reasons uh even though i was really scratching my head why do we need a fourth film in this trilogy that was uh closed so perfectly I still was like, you know what? I'll give them the benefit of the, of the doubt, and uh, we went and saw it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it is one of those things that just absolutely looks fantastic on the big screen. So I saw this for the uh, first so time last fun. night. <laughs> 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 I love the story, Toy Story movies, but as you said, Andy, like the three just wrapped it up beautiful. It was the end of Andy's story, and they should just have left it there. And this is the. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull of Toy Story. Don't I mean don't don't make me don't make me. <laughs> well, I don't I don't quite agree. Don't with make that, don't make we'll me think about, about the end of Toy Story three again. It, it, when I did that episode, even my guests, I was trying to read the final speech, and my guests were crying. And uh, you know, yeah, it's the like it's Toy very Story emotional. Toy Story three and um, what's it called? Is it uh, Inside Out, In and Out. What is that movie called? With Inside little, Out. Inside Out. Yeah. Those are the two movies that Inside made out. Pixar and I break up. Because okay. I was tired of being manipulated. <laughs> like I, I, I probably. I mean, Up Toy didn't Story. play a part in that. Then in any Up, way. like I found like Up. If you skip through the first like montage, like oh no, the, the first montage is the is the thing that yeah, you need exactly. To watch. If you skip through that, you're okay. <laughs> but like Toy, I've seen Toy Story three probably like three times, and I've bawled my eyes out every single time. And I'm like, you know what, Pixar, I'm not. I'm not in this abusive relationship anymore. We're done. <laughs> Do you know I I li- I literally cannot even just read the speech that Andy says at the end. Yeah. Um, without starting to cry. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's very difficult for me to say "so long, partner" at the end of that particular episode <laughs> because so um, you know. 